Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Praise God. We're going to get in this thing. We're on thankfulness. Hallelujah. Write this down. Point number one, and if you're, if you're doing the bucket thing, just do the bucket thing. Praise I want to talk to you about today about this. No thanks November. <laughs> Not that we don't like November, but where's your thanks at? You know, we're getting ready to step into Thanksgiving, and it's awesome. And I started asking myself a question, you know, like, where's my Thanksgiving at? Where's my gratitude at? You know, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of like this, you know. I believe in opening doors. I believe in, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying like I'm, you know, the, the nicest guy in the world. But I, I get into, you know, like I think it's polite to be kind, you know, to open a door for somebody or to just be thankful or be grateful. And, you know, the other day I, I was running and opening doors. And not that you open a door for somebody to say thank you. But, boy, doesn't it burn you up when they don't say thank you after you open the door? Just a little bit, you know what I mean? Like you go out of your way to open the door. I had, the other day, you know, we were in the city. I held the door open for like 18 people. I think one person turned around and said thanks. I felt like hitting them with the door, just real easy. You know, like, hey, I ran over here. It's freezing out here. I kind of got it open. I'm like, go ahead. Yes, ma'am, go ahead. God bless you. Yeah, praise the Lord. I'm thinking in my head. And nobody looked at me like with thanks. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like to hit you with it. But, you know, it's okay. I'm going to do it no matter what. I didn't do it for praise, but it would have been nice if somebody would have said thank you. I'm okay with it, but I'm all right. But one of the things I want you to know is this, is that I started asking myself, how grateful am I to God for everything he has done? Or sometimes do I just keep looking at what he didn't do and kind of get upset about that instead of looking about what he has done? I think sometimes you can almost become a little bit ungrateful not remembering what Jesus has done. And there's a story in the Bible that makes this so clear. I put it in the Amplified Classic because I think it reads really, really well. And it's in Luke 17. And today I want to ask you a question. Where's your thanks at? I just want to elevate our thanksgiving. In Luke 17, 11, there's a great story. And Jesus really lets us understand this. It says, he went on his way to Jerusalem and it occurred that Jesus was passing along the border right, between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into the village, he was met by 10 lepers. And they stood at a distance because, you know, I had never really realized leprosy is still a thing until I went, I went overseas and they're like, oh, there's leper colonies. I was like, is that even still around? You know, like there's literal lepers around still there? And there is. There are certain, certain places where they're, they're, they're outcasts. They're basically, they're out, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're basically disconnected from society because they're contagious. So they couldn't really go where they wanted to go. They couldn't live freely. They were basically outcasts, separated from everyone else. And it wasn't really safe to get around them. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the closest thing we've seen was having a pandemic. You know, you're in a pandemic. Like you didn't want to get around a lot of people. Why? Because you might be contagious. So, you know, like we were in pandemic. If anybody sneezed or did something like that, my God in heaven, they would have kicked you out of the row. Right? Because there ain't no telling what somebody got cooties. Remember when you were a kid, you got cooties. Get away from me. We were worried about pandemics and stuff. Thank God we don't have to think like that no more. All right? And they raised up their voices and called Jesus and said, Jesus, can you take pity and can you have mercy on us? And of course, you know, Jesus isn't going to walk by that. And when he saw them, he said to them, go at once and show yourselves to the priest. Now that was wrong to even think about doing because you couldn't really come before the priest with leprosy like that and not really get in trouble in the day and the moment. But Jesus knew that on their going, they were going to get healed. So that step of faith was big. And as they went, they were cured and they were made clean. 
Then one of them, upon seeing that he was cured, turned back, recognizing and thanking and praising God with a loud voice. And he fell prostrate to Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, weren't there 10 of you? Where's the other nine? Was there not one found to return? Was there no one found to return and recognize and give thanks and praise except this guy that was outside the covenant? And that hit me. I was like, you wouldn't ask where the other nine were if it didn't bother you. So obviously something on the inside touched Jesus' heart to say, man, where's the other nine that got this gracious act that only one person recognized what I had done? Look at verse 19. And he said to him, get up and go your way. Your faith, your trust, your confidence that sprang from your belief in God has restored you to health. Verse 18 really hit me when I read it. And I want you to look at it. It says, was there no one found to return and to recognize. And that's, that word, Mike, it hit me when I read it. I was like, recognize. am I recognizing everything he's done? Because if you don't put yourself in remembrance of what he has done for you, you're probably going to forget everything that he did do for you. And that's what I want you to write down. Write this down. Gratitude is born in the fertile ground of remembrance. Gratitude is born in the fertile ground of remembrance. Got to understand something. When you understand and learn how to remember that ground, that soil is good because gratitude can be birthed there. It's just a fancy way of saying this. When you put yourself in remembrance of what God has done, you become grateful for everything that he's doing in your life. Because sometimes life doesn't add up to be looking great, doesn't feel great, doesn't, and you know, can't really find a place of praise and thanksgiving maybe per se in what's happening right now. But that doesn't mean God's not faithful. Amen? Amen? Because, like, you know, we're like kids, you know, I was laughing, you know, yesterday I was, I was hanging out and uh, we were doing some stuff and we were talking about Christmas and one of the guys said, hey, you know, the kids and like stuff. And I don't know about you, but, you know, we spoil our kids. Everybody in this room spoils their kids. You know what I mean? It's like, what else is new, right? And, you know, your grandkids and the kids, they open one thing and they open it and they're like, oh, this is great. What's next? Yeah. Right? Like, is there more? You know what I mean? And then you get teenagers and they just think like it never ends. Like, you know what I mean? It looks like, it looks like, you know, what's next, right? And that's not that they're ungrateful. They just like, we move on to the next thing. Like, where's the next surprise? Is that it? Is it over? I'm like, yeah, get good at job. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's over. It's done. It's over. It's over and it comes back next year. When are you moving out? No, just kidding. Right? So, you know what I'm saying? Playing around, kidding around, but laugh. But you know what I mean? Don't we get like that sometimes? Like, hey, God, like, what's the next thing you're doing? God, what's the next thing? How about what he did? How about where, where you were? You know, and I think like it was funny, you know, sometimes in life you, you forget where you came from. You know, it was funny. I got a chance to, I was, we were driving. You'll love this. I drove right through your neighborhood, man. You know, almost. And I, I remember, I was driving by the road, you know, we were, in, we were going, we, were in, we drove through New Jersey. And I was laughing. And I had Gigi with me. And I said, I used to ride my bike. And she goes, it's like, it's like the middle of a, it's like, it's like, you know how it is. It's like, it's like driving your bike on I-4 is basically what it's like. I say, I remember riding my bike through, cutting through that parking lot to go along that road to go right through there when I was a kid. And it hit me. I said, how in the world did I ever get saved? I never heard the gospel. 24 years old, I never heard the true gospel. Now, y'all got a story like this. You know what I mean? 
how did God come find you? If he only came and found you, he did enough, man. He don't got to do nothing else. Like, God, I don't care. You know what, God? If you don't give me one of them promises, I'm okay with it because you came and found me because I was lost. How about you? You know what I'm saying? God's been good to you. Some of you should have been dead. I had a guy here this morning. He was sitting on the end. When we got the doctor report, I thought he was going to die. He thought he was going to die. His wife thought he was going to die. Half the church thought he was going to die. But he's still breathing, amen. How many of you know God is good, amen? Come on. God's a good God. Some of you should have been. Some of you were so strung out you couldn't even see straight. But God delivered you. God set you free. God got you through. Somebody didn't want to love you no more. But guess what? God kept loving you and you made it. Life come to knock the wind out of you. But guess what? God put the wind back in you. You know what I'm talking about. God has been good. He's going to stay good because he's good. But sometimes when you're pressing through life, we lose sight of how good he's been. You got to recognize. So the fertile ground of remembrance is a key where the seeds of gratitude can be sown. Woo! Did you get that? That means become a person that's grateful. Get grateful even about the lousy stuff. You know, Brother Hagen used to bother me. You know, he's like, I count it all joy. I was like, oh my God, this guy. What do you mean you count it all joy? Count this junk joy. He said, I count it all joy. And then he'd go read James to us, and I'd be like, oh, you bug me. You know? I'm just being transparent. I was like, this guy counted all joy. I said, why are you counting all joy? He said, I remember when the kids would get sick, and I'd count it all joy. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I didn't get happy because the kids got sick. He said, I got happy that I was solution to the sick that was trying to get on them. He said, I'd lay hands on them, and healing power would come on them. See, he's the, see, you see what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? You, you're not happy about the junk. You're happy that you're bigger than the junk because you got the word of faith in you. That when you say, oh, what are you going to do when the devil says, smack him in his face? That's what you're going to do with the word of the Lord. You ain't ain't the defeated church. You're the triumphant church. You're not some little mamby-pamby Christian doesn't have the word of God in your mouth, running away from the devil. You got the power of God and might inside of you. You understand me? That's why you go to church like this. I got nervous. I got scared. I got people coming here. I got scared when I went in there. You scared me. Scare you from what? I scared you from religion and goofy Christianity. That's what I scared you from. You're an ambassador for Christ. Never been one like you before. You got supernatural power in you. You believe this stuff? You better believe it. You're the 2022 prototype of Jesus. If they're going to see Jesus, they're going to see him in you. You look like him, sound like him, walk like him, talk like him. You are him. My God in heaven. He got no problem sharing it neither. I don't feel that strong. I don't feel like that. I don't care what you feel. Jesus didn't tell you what you feel. He said what? You are. You don't got to feel you who you are. That's what you are. Now start confessing it and believing it and expect it. Come on, somebody. You see what I'm saying? Well, it don't look like it's working. Sowing tears, reaping joy. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care what they say. That's who you are. So start being grateful and gracious and get the word of God coming out your mouth. Walk around the office like you, like you own a whole block. Glory over to God. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed in the, I'm blessed. It's a mess. Praise be to God. I got victory. Amen. Jesus never talking to you where you're at. I called somebody. I called one of my partners this morning. I was praying for a bunch of you this morning. I almost called a handful of you. You know what I mean? And I, I called one of the guys and because uh, I, I, it was good. I was praying for you. I prayed for a handful of you today. I really did. So it was good. And uh, I called one of the guys. I said, stop looking at what you see. I don't care what you see because you don't see good enough. How would you like to get woken up to that? That's how I went, friend. I, was, I said, stop. I don't want to hear what you see. 
Don't tell me what you see. I don't care what you see. See what I see. He said, okay. See, the hard part is this, is that somebody's got to see your future because you can't see it sometimes. I said, just believe what I say. That wasn't being rude. What that was saying is this, is that, see, when I start talking like gratefulness and gratitude, sometimes you're just focused on where you're at. I got to get your focus ahead of you because you can see where you're going. You know what I'm saying? It? Otherwise, what do you do? You're right here in the middle of it, and you go, oh, this stinks. Yeah, it probably does, but stop looking where you're at. Look at where we're going. You ain't going to see this place six months from now. We're going to outlive this, outgrow this. We're not going to be in the same place. If we can start seeing the future. See, here's the problem. See, everybody lives in, see, remembrance is dangerous as much as it's a blessing. Most people live in their memory. Memory just shows me where you've been. Imagination shows me where we could go. I've told you this a hundred times, I'll say it a thousand times. I don't really care. If I come to your house, you're gonna show me pictures with memories. I don't wanna know what you remember. I wanna know where you're going. Show me your vision of imagination. Take you to the future. Now, I like memories, but most people don't wanna remember because it just leads to regret. Because usually, because every thought has a feeling. And if your feelings are gonna be changed, we gotta change your thinking. You writing that down? Every thought is connected to a feeling. Every, every thought is connected to a feeling. So if it does not produce good feelings, it's probably a negative thought. So if we're going to change the way you feel, I got to change the way you think. That's right. You don't wake up tomorrow and it's Blue Monday. You created Blue Monday. Right. Your thinking yeah. has created Blue Monday. I have the same day every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I don't even have a clock figuring out what day it is. I could care less. I'm going to tell the day what it's going to do. The day ain't telling me nothing. That's how you do it takes time though. you got to train yourself like this you know what i'm saying because people go oh my god it's monday i don't even know what monday is i love monday yeah i love it it's great you here you breathing come on you're winning come on you know what i'm saying let's go remembrance is the hard part because when people usually go to their memory it takes them to negative it's usually not positive and therefore they don't want to stay there they tap into regret so when i tell you tap into remembrance it's remember how good he's been to you and nine out of ten times don't even go looking for a feeling go looking for the word because once you find the word you're going to get a new feeling see what i'm saying so let me give you these principles because if i don't give them to you I'll, 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 i'll preach out my notes won't get to you all right so let's get them you got them so gratitude is born into place. Don't be a hearer, but be the doer, right? So write this down. Gratitude is fully aware, write this down, that it is owed nothing in life. That's what gratitude's already figured out. I'm not owed nothing in life. What are you owed? Jesus gave it all to you as a gift. Ungrateful people, see, why do people become ungrateful? Because they expect something that they maybe should not be expecting. Who said you deserve, who said it? You know what I'm saying? Like, my expectation get let down when I, when I live my level of expectation to a place maybe it shouldn't go. Once you have, now I'm not saying not to live with expectation, but here's the thing. Once you know you're owed nothing in life, everything's a gift. I'm grateful for it all. Jesus, if you never answer another promise, you answered one, I'm going to heaven, glory to God. Now, he's not like that, but you see where it positions you to be in this wrong attitude? Well, I expect you to do this. No, he is going to do it because he wants to do it. But once I get my expectation in the wrong place, I have disappointment. I don't need to have disappointment because guess what? He's going to come through on everything he said. Just because it didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out doesn't mean it's not going to work out. You see, you want to know what? You, want, you know who did that? You want to know what messed me up with that? 
when he's going to get Lazarus. The guy makes no sense. He literally said, Jesus said, hey, Lazarus is sick, but everything's going to be okay because the sickness will not end in death. Uh, Lazarus died. Where you been? So he's like, hey, let's just hang out three days, and, and Lazarus will really be sick, sick. So he's thinking like, all right, Lazarus is sick. We're not going to go yet. We're going to wait, and then we're going to go see Lazarus. He's sick. He's recovering. He said, no. He said, I'm going to stay here. It's going to be good because he's going to die. And it's going to be good for you that he's dead. That's what he's saying. I'm opening the one ads trying to get a new job, bro, because Jesus, you don't make no sense. You told me he wasn't going to die. Now, now he's dead, and now we're supposed to follow you there while he's dead. You said he wasn't going to die, so either you lying or something's up. I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense. And he goes there and raises him from the dead, and we understand that he said, this will not end in death. I didn't tell you he wasn't going to die. That's the problem with some of you. You think, oh, it's got to, no, I didn't tell you. He didn't promise you it wasn't going to die. He just promised you it ain't going to end in death. Oh, you ain't getting me today. You think I'm talking about you physically dying. I'm talking about that thing he told you about that looks like it's dead. He didn't promise it wasn't going to die. He just promised it isn't going to end in death. There ain't nothing that's too far out for God to resurrect. When resurrection power shows up, everything's got to change. Are you, are you catching me or, yet or what? That promise is dead. That word is dead. No, it ain't dead. He's just why. He's just seen if you can still keep faith, even when it doesn't look like nothing's working. Come on, somebody. Lazarus, come out. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? It didn't look like it was working out the way he said it was going to work out, but it worked out because it did not end in death. Sometimes this stuff don't make no sense, but you got to keep a heart of gratitude because even when it doesn't look like he's working, guess what? He's working. Amen. You got to keep a heart of gratitude. You think God's going to miss it? God ain't never missed it a day in his life. Gratitude is fully aware that it is owed nothing. The only response, write this down, the only response that mercy requires is gratitude. The only response that mercy requires is gratitude. When you get mercy, woo! Come on, somebody. The only response is to be what? Have gratitude, be grateful, be thankful. Are you thankful? Are you a person of thing? Are you complaining? Don't raise your hand. All the complainers, don't raise your hand, right? Are you complaining? Complain about this, complain about that. Complain, 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 complain. Stop murmuring and complaining, why? Unmanaged expectation, whatever's going on, whatever. Become thankful. Position yourself to be a remember of what God has done. Come on, man. Not everything's easy, but God's faithful. You know this stuff. But I mean, don't we get messed up with the mouth, though? Oh, my God, we start complaining. The other day, I got mad about the elevator didn't work. You know, I was so mad. Because I got to carry these bags up the steps, bro. These things were heavy. I got this thing. I'm sweating. I got one around my neck, two in my hand. And they're big, and they got way too many clothes. They bring too much stuff everywhere to go, right? And I'm like, where's the elevator? The elevator's broke. And ain't nobody nice, nobody kind. Everybody's broke. Take the steps. I was like, bro, man, you know, this, you better get it together, bro. 
Stupid airport. I was walking up the steps with these bags. Man, they're ginormous, bro. I was getting a workout. I was sweating. I'm walking up the steps. Bang, 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 bang. I'm like, man, these people can't fix nothing in this place. Bunch of dummies. It's coming out of my mouth. Nobody heard me, though. I'm, I'm just telling you my sin. I repented, so it's all covered. But, friend, those bags were big. They got 19 pairs of shoes. They go away for four days. They got 37 pairs of shoes. Next time, they're lugging their own stuff. And I don't have Luca because God he ain't there. So I'm like, you carry it, kid. Right? So I got these bags. Bam, 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 bam. I'm mad at the elevator company. I'm mad at the airline. I'm mad at the airport. It's the stupidest airport in America. Sweating dummies. Can't even get an elevator freight. I got to do top. Put two there. Got to go back down. Bam, bam, bam. My attitude's coming. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for nothing. I'm mad. Sweating and hot and nasty. I get up there. There's a bunch of dopes. Can't even fix the thing. After I got it all out, I was pushing things. I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm sorry. It was bad. Nobody heard me. I don't think anybody heard me. If anybody heard me, I'm sorry. It's hot. Mad. They got 37 pairs of shoes in here. They didn't even wear them. After I repented and got thankful, I started thinking about, you know what? Thank God I could pick these bags up. You know the first thing I thought about? What if I, what, I just thought about, I said, some older person's not going to be able to do this. Let me look around and see if there's somebody I can help. Because that's a lot, man. Because I'm talking about these were steps. These were steps. So if you had to carry your luggage and you were stuck, and you had to wait for the elevator, you couldn't get in, there was nobody there. It was kind of empty. PL, no, she was there. And I said, you know what I'm excited about? I thank, I thank, I thank God I can carry this thing up the steps. Why don't I stop looking at, you know, because you're stupid. I'm stupid. No, no, I'm not saying you, but you act, you, act like a, you act like a dummy sometimes. You know, thank God you can pick these. What do you do if you couldn't pick the bags up? What would you do if you couldn't do this? It's all about perspective. You get what I'm saying? I'm still mad at the top of the steps. Are you here? But I got to like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I got to like rebuke myself so I can find something good and positive out of me being a baby. I'm so mad. I'm still mad. Right? <laughs> How can you not fix an elevator? We're just going to leave it like this? Escalator, whatever thing is? Whatever. Let's not go there. Let's, I repented so it's over. Just stop, stop leaving it in my memory. So, and then I'm thinking like, thank God I can lift these things up. Thank God. See, we, there's always like that silver lining per se, even what's going on. But sometimes we don't pause long enough to realize something good, right? Like, look, some of you guys, right, this flood was a disaster. This was bad, man. But you, get a new, you got a new car, you got a better car out of it. He got a better car out of it. You know what I mean? You're going to get a better deal out of it. Something better is coming. It's an inconvenience. You know, one time, I think you could, last storm, one of these storms, listen to this, you want to hear a quick one? This will be quick. It's like bunny trail. This thing, this stick, something fell, hit the hood of my car, right? So I'm like, it hit a, it put a dent in the thing, not this last one, another one. So I bring it, the guy goes, oh, yeah, man. He goes, that's like, that's a bunch of damage there. You know, he goes, he goes we got to bring it in. He goes, the insurance. So I call, I did it honestly. I said, what an inconvenience, what a pain. I'm right, here I am complaining again, right? Complaining, I'm mad about this, our car, stupid stick, why did the stick fall, blah, blah, blah. So I bring it in, right? They go, okay, yeah. I bring it to the place, I drop it off. It's all set up to go get fixed. They call me, they go, we can't fix it. I said, what do you mean you can't fix it? He said, we got to like chop the hood in four places, lift the hood off and put the hood on. That's the only way to fix it. It's all one part. I said, what does that mean? He goes, I don't know. You got to call your guy. Now I'm really beat, right? Son of a gun. What is this? Now I got to call. I said, hey, bro, you told me to bring it. I bring it in. He's like, yeah, let me come over. Come to the church. He came to the church. He goes, here's the deal. He goes, we got to total it. I go, you got to be kidding me. Now we're totaling the car? He goes, yeah. But he goes, what we're going to do is this. We're going to give you a check for the amount, the six grand, 
and you could keep the car. I said, wait, 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 what? Wait, 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 slow down, what? I said, I get to keep the check. He said, and you couldn't see the dent because it was in the hood. Unless you got a, 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 a ladder, you ain't going to see it. So nobody seen it. I saw it because I was cleaning it the one day. And I said, oh, my God, what is this? So he said, here you go. He goes, here's the check. Keep the car. Keep the dent. I said, praise be to God, I don't even notice the dent. I said, where's the check? Where's the check? So I got the check. This is even better. I got the check. I had the dent, and then I sold the car, got the money for selling the car. This is great. You know what I'm saying? All because of a stupid stick. But I was so mad all the while, I was missing the blessing. Dad, I was missing the blessing. You ever been me? Is anybody in here me? Yes. Thank you. All right, I feel better now. I'm not crazy, right? You know what I'm saying? But what an inconvenience. What a stinking inconvenience, right? Calling and weighing, and God's like, how about six grand? I said, I'm not that bothered. Bring another one. When do I get another check? You know what I'm saying? I got a check. I got a check. check. Keep the check. Keep the car. Keep the thing. Sell the car. Keep the money. This is great. Nobody tells you to journey to the blessing. Sometimes in the midst of it, you lose sight of it because all it is is drama and pain and oh my God, right? But it's going to be okay because you're going to see God's faithfulness. Keep gratitude no matter what. It's not easy, but God's faithful. Amen? Come on. Look at this right here. Look what he said in Psalms 136.1. The only response that mercy requires is gratitude. That's all it's looking for. Look what it says in Psalms 136.1. It says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. And he's easy to please. Isn't that cool? God's good. Even though it don't look good, God's still good. Amen. He's easy to please. Amen. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Woo-hoo. Don't you get excited about that one? I get excited about that one. Look at verse 2. It keeps going on. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is what? He is the God of gods, and his mercy endures forever. Woo, come on. Give thanks to the Lord. Look at verse 3. Of lords, for he is what? His faithfulness and his faithful love endures forever. Oh, look, he's, verse 4. Give thanks to him. Why? Because he alone does mighty miracles. His faithful love endures forever. Woo. Why? This is what you understand. Write this down. The man who understands grace has the ability to walk in gratitude at all times. The man who understands God's grace has the ability to walk in gratitude at all times. Did you get that? The man, you got to understand the grace of God. Grace of God giving me what I do not deserve. That's all grace is. God's ability in me giving me what I do not deserve. That's grace. Now, you got to receive grace like a gift. Can't work for it. It's a gift. Does that make sense? Grace is a gift. Did you know that? Grace is a gift that God gives you. So take it. Don't start looking at your resume and how spiritual you've been and all that stuff. Receive God's grace. But here's the thing. Grace ain't weakness. Grace is strength giving you ability to overcome what you could not overcome by yourself. So that's grace. It's the power of God giving me strength. Power of God giving me ability. Check this out. Deuteronomy. Look at this one. Look. Deuteronomy 28, 47, Amplified Classic. Read this. Now, this is part of the blessing and the curse. You ever read that in Deuteronomy 28? Blessed coming in, blessed going out, the blessing God overtake you, the blessing and the commandment of the Lord, the blessing and increase is going to hit your life. Now, here's what he said. Here's the curse. In Deuteronomy 28, he explains the curse side of it, and if you're not careful, what happened? That, what? Look at this. Now, this one will get you. They shall be upon you for a sign, a warning to the nations. Well, what is that? 47, look what he says. 
and 40, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness of mind and heart and gratitude for the abundance of all with which he had blessed you. He said this, he said, this is the warning. Don't come like these heathen people do, these lost people, not giving God what he deserves. You did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness of mind and a heart of gratitude. Come on, he's telling you, keep a heart of gratitude. It's safety for you because guess what it's going to do? It's going to tap you into the blessing of God. And sometimes we do this. We get a little bit ungrateful. We get a little bit, you know, time, time is a real pain sometimes because we think by now this stuff should have happened and we start looking at the watch and we start getting ungrateful. Is that okay? This promise should have happened by now. How many in the room know what I'm saying? You know, this should have happened by now. I'm getting a little tired of this, God. God's a lot more long-suffering than you are. Write this down. Write this down. Gratitude is a magnet that draws a response from the atmosphere around you. Gratitude is a magnet that draws a response from the atmosphere around you. Gratitude is a magnet that draws a response from the atmosphere around you. Did you get that? Gratitude is a magnet. It's a magnet. Man, you ever get around people that are ungrateful? I don't do nothing for those people. Do you? You ever get around people entitled? Come on, man. You people quiet on me. You ever been around people think they're so entitled? You don't want to do nothing for those people. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind helping everybody, but you think like somebody owes you something? And let me tell you something, America. You better wake up. Ain't nobody owe you nothing. And don't you sit here like these people do, these nitwits out here, like, oh, I, people are against me. Man, I'm tell you what. You come over here, you know what I'm talking about. You people that come from another place that came here and you got no nick. These people come over here with 100 bucks in their pocket and they go out there and work hard. The guy I talked to the other day, the Uber guy, dude, had four jobs. IT, this, that, bartending, this, running an Uber. Guy got four jobs, ain't waiting on nobody to pay his bills, out there hustling and making money, but you, you got a tough life? You lazy, man. Did the pastor just call everybody lazy? Yeah, get a job. Go to work. I got these knuckleheads in here. They probably won't last. They're lazy. No, they won't. The one joker ain't going to last. Lazy's all day long. Make excuses. Tell me about what, 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 what somebody said. I said, how do you know? Did you go to work there? Be quiet. Stop making excuses and start making moves. You know what I'm saying? They didn't see you, man, when you're in the closet. With the buckets. Make moves, man. Work hard. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't you live there. God will bless you. Be grateful for what you got. I got, me one little, I got me one little bedroom apartment. I got one chair. Then you be excited about that one chair. And, and take care of your stuff. You got a clunker? Make sure it's clean. Got clunker, got three shirts. I don't care if you got three shirts. Wash them and iron them. Right. I used to have a suit. It was 40 bucks and an 80. I had a 40 and an 80. Yeah, I did. This is the truth. I had a $40 suit. Imagine how good that thing was. And an $80 suit. And I went to church like I was going. I thought I was it with that 80. I bust the 80 out for the big Sundays. Amen. Man, I used to get up. Saturday night, I used to iron it. Made sure that thing was pressed, shirt pressed, took care of it. Made sure I said, I'm going to see God in the morning. Dr. Rob taught me that. Dr. Murdoch said this. Mike Murdoch said this. said, Dr. Rob, why do you look like you walked off the cover of Vogue? He said, I represent God in the earth. That's why. I never forgot that. That was years later I heard that. 
You represent God in the earth. You, but you get more dressed up to go to some ballroom thing than you do to the house of the Lord. I don't care if you come here in shorts and flip-flops. That's not the point. Hear what I'm saying. It's the attitude of thankfulness. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you took a scooter to get here. Come, and, come, come, come with your best. Thankfulness. Some of you riding a bike. You know what I'm saying? I don't care about all that. Nobody does. You could go from a bike to a Bentley. I don't really care, man. But show up, show up with the attitude that I'm grateful what I got. You might have one pair of shoes. Be so excited about them. Share a pair of shoes. You take care of them. That's what I'm saying, that stupid 40 and 80, man. You take care of what God gets. Don't despise the little things, man. That's the problem with people. They despise, well, this ain't nothing. Look what these other people got. Who cares what people got? They can be miserable. Forget about all that nonsense. I've been with multi-millionaires. These people got so much money, make your head swim. They got money, they don't even know what to do with kind of money. The one dude was 15, that one guy was working for $15 billion, legit. $15 billion, legit. I said, I don't even understand that. How do you even fathom this kind of life? Normal as the day is long, man. I want to eat grilled cheese sandwiches. I was like, dude, you got to be kidding. I thought you eat lobster every day or something. I don't know. <laughs> what would you think? You know, you just think like, how, what, come on, man. Be grateful for what you have. You don't want to be somebody else. They got their own problems. Find a place to be grateful. The stuff ain't the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying today? About this gratitude, attitude, having it in there, thankfulness, thanking God. Oh, come on, man. You know what I'm talking about. Don't get in all that. Don't get all caught up. Why? Because thankfulness is a force that attracts. You ever get around grumbling, mumbling, complaining people ain't thankful? You don't want to be around that attitude. You know, be a person. Write this down. This is a good one too. I'm just speaking to you, man, because we get so weird with this thing. Thankfulness is a force that attracts or repels people around you. Thankfulness is a force that attracts or repels the people around you. It does. People around you, if you're thankful, they, they gravitate towards you. They call it like, you know, oh, I like, you know, they like all this stuff about you. They don't even know why. You ever been around thankful people? Right? Don't you, want, don't you want to be in the presence of people that are thankful? Yes. Yeah, man. We were with me and Pastor Liz. I was laughing. I got off the, we got off the, I had the whole floor. I got really excited. Junior, I was laughing. I, I got off, whoo, I felt it. I walked in. I said, ah, I feel it in here. This lady came and tracked me down. That lady was following me around. She's like, she's like, I like your energy. I said, no, you like my Holy Ghost. There's a difference. And she, was, she went to the next place with us, and she's like, I like that. And I'm like, they're not putting stuff on. She's like, I like that. I was like, now I got a wife and a fashion coordinator, whatever. But I was like, praise the Lord. You know, but I'm saying, what am I saying? People want to be around people that are just thankful for the little things. I'm not talking about me. Come on, I'm talking about you. Thank God for the house I got. Thank God for the wife. And you know what happens? You want to know your marriages get all screwed up? Because you ain't thankful for the wife you got. You ain't thankful for the husband you got. You ain't th- and stop thinking this Instagram. Instagram's a lie from the pit of hell. The thing is stupid nonsense. Look at my perfect world what I live in. You all need therapy. Be quiet. I know these people. I know these people, and I'm not talking about you. And the Christian world's the worst. Look at our, eh. and I was like, yeah, bro, you need therapy, dude. And you know it, and I know it, and it ain't that great. Look, I need therapy too. Praise the Lord. Let's all go. But you get what I'm saying. Stop trying to live this Hallmark movie Instagram. Like, you know what I mean? And all you girls, don't expect him to be like Hallmark. It ain't going to happen. Why are you not like Bob on the Hallmark movie? Because Bob ain't real. Okay? Bob ain't real. Bob's a bozo and he don't know what he's talking about. Bob's like, I'm just so happy it's Christmas and I can be with you. I'm like, bro, stop. 
Life ain't a Hallmark movie. Leave it alone, okay? Uh, here, I'm getting in trouble with all the girls. You know what I'm saying. Be thankful. Well, you know, Bob leaves his underwear somewhere. I promise you he does. You just don't see it on Hallmark. Everybody clap for that. That was good. Come on. Give me, a little, give me a little help in the building. Come on. Bob did not put his coffee cup away this morning. The TV lies. Come on. All the guys say amen. Clap louder. Help me. Help me. Help me. You're hurting me. You know, Bob forgot the Christmas gift, too. Come on. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Bob thought buying you a vacuum for Christmas was a good idea. Clap for that. Clap for that. There, give me a little worship in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, man. Bob's, not, Bob's human at home on TV's lying, cocoa-drinking, liar, cocoa puff. Cut it out. You're living in your imagination of weirdness. Be thankful and realistic about life. Thank you. Okay, move to my next point because I'm getting in trouble in here. Right? Here's a big one, right? It's a magnet that draws five, and I got six. Gratitude invites generosity into your life. Gratitude invites generosity in your life. It does. That's our psalm scripture from the offering. Let the Lord, what? Give him praise. You start praising God, it'll make the earth release its increase. You, I'm telling you, man, you get that scripture figured out. Poo, man. Thank him every day. The earth will let go of its increase. Because it's trying to hold it back. And you start praising God, it starts going, oh boy. It's got to let it go. It's got to let it go. So when you become grateful, it, it, it attracts generosity. What happens when somebody's thankful and nice to you? Don't you want to do more for them? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you go help somebody, you're like, oh my God, you ever do something, just a little thing kind for somebody? And they're like over the top, like, oh my God, thank you. you know, not that you're looking for it, but you did it and they do it. Don't you want to do it again? You know what I'm saying? You ever do something for somebody and they were totally a total bozo about the thing, didn't even thank you, didn't even have the common courtesy to say thank you? How quick are you to want to go back there? Thank you. You know what I'm saying? So what's, so who do you want to be? Thank you, man. Thank you. I man. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. Amen? You know what I'm saying? I know you like this in naturalness, but are we with this with God? Hey, God, thank God I got up today. You know, I was kidding with Pastor Liz. Me and her were laughing, you know. My buddy went to this, my buddy was doing this, he was, he was a trainer, kind of like life guy. And he went to this seminar, and it was like this world seminar in Texas. thing was huge. And I said, what'd you get out of it? He goes, the only thing I could not stop laughing about was the guy kept saying this. If you're moving, you're winning. And I started thinking about it. If you're moving, you're winning. And I thought about that today. You know, like, so like some people were like, hey, everybody, let's do push-ups. And some people were like, I can't do no push-up. And the guy, like, he said, like, one guy, like, laid on the floor. You know what I mean? So the guy just laid on the floor, and he was like, do a push-up. He's like, I don't think I can. So he's like, he just like, well, just move, you know? And the guy, like, did, like, a half up on his knees or something. Everybody clapped, like, yeah, if you're moving, you're winning. You know? And then they got the one lady, like, hey, let's go do a squat or something, you know? And the one lady, she was like, I don't know if I got my knees can hold on. And she got, like, a little half pull. Hey, she got up. like, if you're moving, you're winning. Now, there's somebody walking to the mailbox as a task. Understand where everybody's at. But isn't it true? Are you moving? Then you're winning. Did you get up today? Then you're winning. Did you not lose your mind after last week? Praise be to God, you're winning. Come on, you see what I'm saying? You got to find a place. Hey, I might be not where I want to be, but I'm a whole lot better than I used to be. Is it getting a little bit better? Well, I don't know, but I got up, so praise be to God. Somebody didn't in today, and I'm just happy to be alive. Glory to God. Kind of find a place of praise in everything going on in life. Otherwise, you're going to get what? You're going to depress yourself. Come on. 
You got to find it, man. Because ain't nobody, the Bible says encourage yourself. That means nobody's going to do it for you. You got to encourage yourself. I'm excited. Glory to God. Well, I can't wait. Why? I can't wait for tomorrow. Why? It's getting, my future's getting brighter every day. Glory to God. You got to speak to yourself. Talk to yourself. Walk with yourself. Get this. And last one is this. Gratitude. Gratitude. Do this. Gratitude invites one to focus on what's most beneficial in the moment. Write that down. And then I'm going to pray for you. Gratitude invites one to focus on what's most beneficial in the moment. Correcting your focus is the first step towards correcting your unthankfulness. Gratitude invites one to focus on what's most beneficial in the moment. Sometimes what happens is my focus gets stuck on stuff it shouldn't be looking at, and that's where my unthankfulness comes in. You see it? So if you can flip real quick my focus and go, I'm going to look at that instead of looking at that. Yeah, that's still there, and it's not great, so stop looking at it. Look at this. This is good, and it's getting better. See it? Allow your focus to what? Attach itself to what it needs to attach itself to, and life's going to change. Amen? Never allow the next pressure in life to rob you of your present focus on God. Never allow it. Okay? You got it? Let me pray for you. Pastor Liz is going to come talk to you. Ready? Just close your eyes, because I believe this. I give you like 45 minutes of word nonstop in here, man. You guys are doing good. Come on. Listen. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to make the heart shift right now. Just make the heart shift. Just close your eyes. I'm going to pray for you. I think we got to go back to being people that are really, really thankful and gracious. and gra- uh, be thank- You know what? Be thankful for your wife. Be thankful for your husband. Be thankful for your kids. Be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for everybody around you. Start, 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 start looking at what's happening in your life and know this. That thankfulness and gratitude is going to become a way of life for me always from this moment forward. Father, I thank you that gratitude, focus, thankfulness, ability for them to see and know greater than ever before is gonna happen. And I thank you, Lord, that we live like people that are thankful and we walk in gratitude and we walk in patience for what you've given us. Thank you for correcting our focus and leading us and guiding us and helping us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.